Today's mailbag. Dear Lisa, I've had my Sunday basket for about eight months now, and I have been working on the productive home solution since the beginning of last year. I hadn't seen a whole lot of progress until about a month ago. I found myself one evening with time on my hands, actually feeling bored because I had nothing specific to do. That's when it clicked that I have gained some me time. I'm finding energy and motivation to tackle home improvement projects that got put off for far too long while I was trying to just keep my head above water. So thank you, Lisa, for helping me find my life again. Do you have an organized 365 success story? If so, we would love to hear about it. Please send us an email at customerservice at organized365 and tell us how you have taken back your home, your paper, and your life with Organized 365. Welcome to the Organized 365 podcast. I'm your host, professional organizer, productivity expert, and motivational speaker, Lisa Woodruff. This podcast will help you embrace progress over perfection and create lasting functional organizing in your home. I have so much to share with you, so let's get started. All right, it's time for the last organizational domino, and this is what to do when you want to quit. So step one in our organizational dominoes was to establish organizing time, just 15 minutes a day, just get started, start decluttering, and then organizing, keep going back to the same space and organize, not doing housework, not doing household activities, actually spending time getting organized. Step two was expanding your time horizon from giving yourself a day, a weekend, or a month to get organized to really stretching it all the way to three years to be living a truly organized and optimal life. The time is going to pass no matter what, so put your effort into getting fully organized. Now, step three, quitting. When you have mastered something, when you have persevered and you have learned something at a new level, you forget what it was like to learn that skill. And for many of us as adults, um, we often don't have to push through any resistance in order to learn something new. Like when the going gets rough, we could be like, I don't want to do that job anymore. I don't want to have that thing anymore. I would rather be comfortable than to push myself to have to push through this resistance. And I, I myself too, often will realize something is hard and, and think, do I really want that thing that badly? And a lot of times I'll be like, "Mm, no, and that's okay. It's okay to quit. Quitting is fine. You're allowed to quit. The reason why I did not quit in 2012 and getting my home organized was because I don't know, I didn't have any options left. I mean, I was turning 40. I started to organize 365. I was getting our house organized. I had become a professional organizer. If I couldn't get my own house organized, how was I going to keep being a professional organizer? It was part of my identity of who I was becoming. I was helping other people get organized. So surely I would be able to help myself get organized. And so I made myself push through that resistance. 
The next time when I wanted to quit was probably in growing Organized 365. There have been a lot of things that have happened in 12 years in business that I didn't know how to do. I have an elementary teaching degree, you guys. I don't have a business degree. So I am learning how to be a business owner by being in masterminds and hiring coaches and taking courses and going to seminars and conferences and, and all the things that you would normally do. Like it is, they say being an entrepreneur is a never ending professional development objective, which I love. However, when I really don't know how to do something in business, I can hire a consultant, I can hire a contractor, or I could just say, we're not going to do that thing. Side note, Organized 365, because it has been created by a school teacher, not someone with a business degree, has some inherent complexities that there are not in other businesses. Like if you think about the businesses that you do business with or that you purchase from, very few of them, or I don't know if any of them, would have what Organized 365 has, which is a community, a certification program, courses, podcasts. You could find companies that have all of those things. But then we added on the complexity of inventing, manufacturing, and distributing our own physical products. And that has created a lot of complexity on the back end. Because you can be a manufacturer, you could be a distributor, you can be a course person, you could be a podcaster, you can be a speaker, you can have a community, you can have a certification, you just usually don't have all of those things all at the same time. So when you go to create a website or create software for your accounting, there are no, there are no things that I could buy that do all of those things. So then I've got to duct tape things together on the back end. So I, th I say that because sometimes I'll realize that whatever I'm trying to do in business is just really, really hard to do because there aren't structures and systems that exist to support what I have in my mind. Uh, it's just either not been done before or I don't know who's done it before. And so I don't know what kind of a system that they are using. And so sometimes I will say, okay, well, we're not going to do that thing because it's going to be too hard to do it, even if I think it'd be fun or if I think it would be worthwhile. However, starting in my PhD last year, I have wanted to quit many times, <laughs> many times I've wanted to quit. Usually I'm realizing it's a pattern. <laughs> my semesters are, I think they're 15 weeks long, but the first week and the last week don't really count. So it's like that middle 13 weeks where you're really actually learning. And it's somewhere around like week six until week nine. I feel like I'm in a marathon and I don't sleep as well. My heart rate is higher. Like in July and in October, I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it. I think I need to quit. I Like the complexities of work and family and school come together. And let's be clear, I'm not very good at this. I was diagnosed with dyslexia. Now, last year, they took that diagnosis away and they replaced it with ADHD. Um, I don't understand how ADHD medicine would make me be able to read better. But anyway, I'm not on any. So I get to these weeks, these three weeks in the middle where a lot of papers are due and you're far enough into the course where you've learned a lot of information, but you don't know enough to really be able to articulate what you've learned and you're swimming in literature. And I just get very, very overwhelmed and very stressed and I want to quit. And I'm like, why am I doing this? I'm not going to go teach at a university. Nobody told me I needed to get a PhD. I did walk in the office in the beginning, I think it was the beginning of November, 
And the team was having lunch. And I said, yeah, I think I'm going to quit the PhD. And they all looked at me and they go, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. You're doing it. And I was like, oh, okay, fine, I'm doing it. So, so sometimes as an adult, you're able to say, yeah, I'm going to quit this thing. And other times you're like, ah, I, I'm just going to have to figure out how to do it. I'm just going to have to figure out how to do it. So when you want to quit, when you're ready to quit organizing your house or whatever you're thinking about quitting, what I realized this last time that I wanted to quit the PhD was it wasn't about being afraid of the effort or the work that was involved in getting a PhD because I was like spending all the hours on it. Like I was doing all of the effort. I was doing all of the things. Just like if you want to quit organizing your house, it's not like you're tired of putting the effort in. You're going to have to clean and organize your house anyway. Like you're already doing the work. It's not the work that makes us want to quit, which is what I used to think it was the work. It's not knowing how to do it. I remember talking to my colleagues and talking to some other people last quarter with the PhD and I was reading everything and I was writing everything and I was getting my assignments wrong, but I didn't know why they were wrong. I had no idea why they were wrong. I'd reread it. I still didn't understand. I didn't know how to fix it. I was running out of time and I just wanted someone to tell me what to do. Like, tell me I have to take this 18 hour lecture course. I will do it over the weekend. Like, just tell me how to get the information I need in order to do this better. I did fine on my grades. You guys, I did. I'm doing fine in the PhD program, but the process of assimilating this much information in this quantity of time, like anybody who's done a PhD can tell you the same exact thing. It's the same thing with organizing your house. I mentioned in the last podcast episode that if you're going to get organized on your own, you're going to get your closet done, maybe your master bathroom done, you're going to get your kitchen done, and then you're going to say, you know what, this is pretty good. I think, I think it is where we need to be. And in that, you're quitting getting the entire house organized. Why do we do that? I don't think it's, I don't think it's because you don't want to put the time and effort in. I think it's because we don't know what to do next. Like, okay, well, all the places that I've gotten organized in the past are organized. Now what? I, I don't know what's next. So the next, the thing you need to do is get back to why. Why do you want to get organized to begin with? Why do I want to do the PhD to begin with? And when you know why you're doing what you're doing, then you're willing to go, okay, well, then obviously this is as far as my brute strength can get me. This is as far as my current knowledge I have is going to get me. I'm going to need, I don't know, tutors, coaches, courses, whatever. I'm going to need things in order to get further than this because my raw talent is taking me this far and it is not fair enough. I'm not going to reach the goal. The top two reasons why when you take the Organize 365 quiz, you respond as to why you want to get organized. Number one is that you feel frazzled and you want a plan. Like you feel like you're running around, you're doing all this work, but you're not getting anywhere and there's just more work when you're done. You just want a plan for that to end. Last podcast we talked about it's going to take a year, but if you follow the plan, you are going to get to the end of that rat race. You are going to get to the end. And the second reason is because you love your home. You like maintaining your home. Like this is, this is who you identify with. Like it's great. Like you like working in your home. However, you don't want it to be a full-time job anymore. And you want to have some of your own time back to pursue what you're uniquely created to do. Both can be true. Organization can be the solution to both of those. 
not feeling like you're running around and frazzled and don't have a plan. And also maybe you have a plan, but it's just a never ending plan. And you're like, if I have to, if I have to keep maintaining these checklists from now until the end of time, like when do I get to go on vacation? When do I get to just go out and have a coffee? When can I just go take a walk for a whole day and not worry about the fact that all of this at home is not going to get done? So if you want that first one, I think is peace. Like you feel frazzled, you want to plan, like you just want peace. Or if you're the second person, you just want time. So if you want peace or you want time and you want to know if you can get that with getting organized, the question I have for you is, are you willing to push through the uncomfortableness of actually saying, I'm going to give it a whole year and I'm going to do 15 minutes a day and I'm actually going to follow a plan that's going to get my whole house all the way organized more than you just don't want to have to do that and you'll keep living with more frazzled feelings and more of a full-time job, but at least you know this. Like, at least you know what it is that you're doing right now. You don't know what that is. And I think that goes back to what if, what if you did the Productive Home Solution? You gave it a whole year. You did 15 to 30 minutes a day. And at the end, like, what if it doesn't work? Like, do you ever think, like, what if it doesn't, like, maybe it worked for all those people, Lisa, but it's not going to work for me? Or I would think, like, maybe I get through this whole is not going to be a thing. I could just tell you for sure I'm going to get my dissertation done. But I know a lot of people get started on a PhD and they go through a PhD. They take all the classes. They do absolutely everything, but they don't do the dissertation. It's called all but dissertation. They're, they're like, I think it's like 50%. It's a crazy percentage of people. I can't even imagine putting this much time and money into something and not having the dissertation done. <clears throat> I just can't even imagine. So we're going to do it anyway. You're listening to this podcast. You're a productive person. Like you're going to do the work anyway. So you might as well at least do the work smarter. So that's number one. Remember what your why is when you want to quit. So my why in the PhD is to be able to speak in an academic language, which I currently stink at. But to be able to speak in an academic language so that I can do these surveys and the research that I want to do at an academic level, which is going to allow me to be able to speak with people who are in the government or in academia or in corporations who understand this academic language that I don't understand, and they will take me more seriously. So funny, I'm listening to some new podcasts about being a PhD student, and this one podcaster is like, what do you think is going to happen? Like... You could do anything you want with your PhD now, other than like be a professor. Like, and I don't want to be a professor. They're like, you could start a business. You can speak. You can write books. I'm like, I've done all those. Like, I'm already doing all those things. That's what people do to get a PhD. I'm already doing all of those things. And she says, what do you think is going to happen when you get this PhD that is different than what is going to happen now? And I completely understand what she's talking about. She says, many business owners do their own surveys, non-academic, and then they go speak about them. And she's right, they do. And I have purposely decided that for where I'm going in the next 28 years in business, because I'm going to work for 40 years, I want to be able to speak the language of academia. That's what I'm getting a PhD for. I, I know that what I've already observed through non-academic qualitative research in my own lived experience and having organ, like I already know that I have a pulse on what is happening in houses and that we need more structure. We need more systems. We need to be able to define the work better. We need to be able to categorize the work. Here's the problem. Academia isn't talking about this at all, at all, at all. Like 
I'm going to have to build a bridge from what they're actually talking about to what I want to talk about, which I didn't realize I was going to have to do that. But when I think out 28 years from now and I'm 80 years old and I'm being interviewed on NPR or something, I am going to be so fulfilled with having pushed through this resistance to learn this language that I still do not understand at all in order to be able to share what is happening in all of our house. We're all living in households. Everyone, all of humanity is living in households and we are all struggling to get things done. And we don't know how. We don't know how to do it because there, there literally is no Playbook. And here's what I think is going through your head, because this is what I've heard, and this is what I've heard in my own head. It is ridiculous to pay money to organize 365, to learn how to organize. I should just know how to do this myself. It is, I, I cannot even tell you how many spouses have told their spouses when they were hiring me to professionally organize their home that it is absolutely ridiculous that they were paying me to come over to help their spouse organize a home that that Stay-at-home mom should just know how to do this on their own. Why? That's absolutely ridiculous. Why? Why should you know how to do something just because you've always lived in a household? Why should you know how to do something just because everything that we know has been taught to us or modeled to us? And if you didn't grow up in an organized home, it wasn't modeled to you. Or if you grew up in a home that was really organized and your mom or dad did all of the work and they didn't have you help or do it with you and you leave, you still don't know how to do it. You just know what it looks like when it's done, but you don't know how it ever got done because you weren't taught how to do it. Like you have to be taught. You have to be taught. And then the research that we've already done shows that. Do you believe organization is a learnable skill? 87% of Americans say yes. Great. Are you personally organized? 15% say yes. Okay, are your storage rooms organized? 14% say yes. Are your family spaces organized? 13%. Is your paper and information management organized? 18% say yes. Okay, we have, we have surveyed over 5,000 Americans and those statistics stay the same. So if 87% of Americans believe organization is a learnable skill and you have less than 20% saying yes in any category, I think the problem is we're not teaching it because if you want it and you know it, but you're not doing it, like you are not alone. Like you are not alone. Why should you magically know how to organize children when you've never had children before? How should you be able to know how to organize an apartment in New York if you grew up in a farmhouse in Iowa? How should you know, you know, how would you know any of this stuff? You don't have this lived experience yet. So this all goes back to Number one, why do you want to get organized? You want to get organized because you don't want to keep living this way for the rest of your life. You'd like to have your time back to do what you want to look at. And if you look back in the last podcast episode to what happens in year three of living an organized life, after your home is all the way organized, your information is all the way organized, this is bled into your work and your work is organized, what you have is time, time to do what you want to do, capacity, to be ready for the unexpected events, which we know they're coming. We just don't know what they are yet, but we know they're going to come. And time for you to pursue your unique purpose for what is next. And this is the big thing for me. When I started doing in-home organizing in Cincinnati, 
These same women whose spouses told them they should just magically know how to organize without having to hire me to come over and help them get organized, like get another pair of eyes on this situation for how we could organize this better. These same women would not do what they were uniquely gifted and created to do until their house was organized. So their house wasn't organized. They were trying to get their house organized by having me come and help them. But if their house wasn't organized, then they weren't going to go back to work. They weren't going to start that side hustle. They weren't going to go back and do that crafting or that creative thing that they used to do because their to-do list wasn't done, because their house wasn't organized yet, because their spouse was judging what their house looked like, and then that was a reflection on them. And until they were good enough at organizing that house, they didn't have the permission or they didn't give themselves the permission to spend their time any other way. That's why I say you get your time back to do what you're uniquely created to do. Because if you are a woman, as a woman, what we do is we see everything in our house. Our house is talking back to us about all the things that need to be done. And so we make this huge to-do list and we're just continually going through this to-do list in the wrong order so that it is never ending. And so it's never done. So we don't give ourselves permission to go do anything else because our work isn't done. And we are people of excellence and we want our work to be done. So we're just going to work harder and faster or more hours. And we just keep going and going and going and going. It's not the to-do list. It's the order in which you're doing it. It's all the way back to the first domino of, okay, I've got my 15 minutes of organizing. I'm going to clean out the refrigerator. I'm telling you, other than taking things that are moldy out of there on trash night, I want you to stop organizing the refrigerator for three months. Just don't even do it. (gasps) Right. You cannot do it all, but it will all get done if you start doing it in the right order. And that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I realize it makes no sense whatsoever until you actually do it that way. Hi, Joey. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Joey must be going somewhere. Until you actually start doing it that way, and then you go, oh, there's a different order. I'll share a quick story. For those of you who have children, you will understand or just remember back to when you were a child. Greg and I were getting ready for some family to come in from out of town. And he said, I will help you clean the house. I said, okay, great. The whole house was like, you know, a bomb went off. The kids were, I don't know, three and four, four and five, something like that. They were little kids. So I started to go upstairs to get the laundry, vacuum upstairs. I don't know why I was cleaning the upstairs. You know how we do. We like clean every space that no one's ever going to go into. So I started upstairs. My husband started by picking up the toys in the family room. And I said, don't do that. We did that last. He goes, no, no, no. I'm going to pick this up. Then I'm going to go do the yard work. I'm going to do whatever. I said, no, start outside. Come back. We'll do this later. He said, no, no, no. I'm doing it now. I thought, you know what? I'm not fighting this battle. Knock yourself out. Pick up the toys if you want to. I said, fine, I'll just do it again later. He's like, no, you're not going to have to do it again later. So I went upstairs. I vacuumed the upstairs. I grabbed the laundry. I started the laundry. I cleaned the kids' rooms, cleaned the loft, came down, cleaned the living room and dining room, kept moving the laundry through, went in the kitchen, cleaned up the whole kitchen, all the dishes, kitchen counter, the whole nine yards, turned around. Greg did the whole outside. We, We met in the family room. What do you think the family room looked like at that time? Look like Toys R Us threw up all over the place. He's like, why is this such a mess? I said, because, Greg, 
as I have been cleaning the house, I have been pushing the children towards the family room. Every time I cleaned a room, I shut a door. You can't go back in this room, can't go back in this room. So they kept coming down until they got in the family room and they started playing because we've been working and now they have made a mess again. And so then we cleaned up the family room again. Here's the thing. You are prioritizing your family room, your kitchen counter, your laundry, your dishes, your meal planning. You're like, when I get the best system, when I get the best checklist, when I get all of this done, then I'm going to get to my organizing. Then I'm going to get more time. No, you're not. You'll never get to it. You will never get to it. When you start prioritizing the organizing over the housework, the organizing will actually get done. When you set up your storage room, yeah, it's going to take you two months. I'm not going to lie. It's going to take you two months. You're going to have to buy shelves. You're going to have to go through it. It's going to be hot. It's going to be sweaty. Maybe you have a garage sale. Don't have a garage sale. I don't care. But when you're done with your storage room and you set it up with shelving, the way I teach you how to set it up, it will be organized forever, forever. It will be organized from this house to the next house. The next. It will be organized forever. Can you say that of your family room or your kitchen counter? Like, no. Like, the lived spaces laundry room, dishes, housework, anything related to housework, anything related to children need to be done and maintained weekly. And there is no end game. It's not like if you get the Legos color coordinated and sort, no, they're still gonna, you're still going to need to pick up the toys. Like that's not, that's not where your effort should go. Your effort should go in firmly establishing all of your paper information management. When you have those binders done, which we all put off to the end, don't worry about it, we all do it. When that's actually done and the emergency happens where you need any of that information, I mean, you save yourself so much time, so much stress, you feel like a boss, it's amazing. But no one sees that. So you're constantly picking up the Legos instead of organizing the financial documents, right? Because people see that. You don't want to store, organize your storage room because your spouse doesn't even know where the storage room is. We've lived in this house 30 years. I think Greg's going to our storage room five times. Like He doesn't even know what's down there. No one goes there. But yet when you need the turkey baster, the Christmas tree, the kids' toys, the whatever, you have to go down in that storage room, right? And so you go there. So you need to organize you. Your personal spaces, your storage spaces, your information management. Knock yourself out. Do the family organizing whenever you want. But it's going to need to be constantly maintained. When you really, really organize your kitchen really well, it will stay organized for four months. And once you get through a full year of doing that three times, then your kitchen will stay, you know, 50 to 80% organized most of the time. You're still going to clean it out every four months. Same with your closet. That will get pretty organized by the time you do it a couple of times during the first year, and then you're still going to need to maintain it. But once you get your storage room done, I mean, I put it in the Productive Home Solution the other day. It was 90 minutes, and I got the whole thing organized again. I thought it was so out of control. That's the thing. You're so used to it being so out of control, you feel like it's going to take forever. It doesn't. It's because the order in which you are organizing, the order in which you're organizing, and the reason why you don't push through to these other spaces and you want to quit is because you don't know how. Like, you don't know how. Like, I call a storage room your internal prepaid store. Nobody else does that. Nobody talks Nobody talks about putting shelving in there, why to put shelving in there, what shelving to put in there, what to put in the bins. Like, it's, it's like your own personal jigsaw puzzle when you go into the storage room. It's all this randomness. When you go to organize your paper... Even professional organizers come to Organize 365 to learn how to organize paper because 
Files don't work. File cabinets don't work. Even just random binders don't work. You need to have the organized 365 binders that have the workbooks inside of them that tell you what information you actually need because a lot of that information isn't even in your paper. How do we organize our information management? And why do we not do it digitally? I was meeting with a group. I'm trying to, oh yeah. I was meeting with a group in Florida and I was speaking and they were like, what about digital organization? These were all older people. It was a financial planner. I was meeting with his clients and I said, and they said, yeah, so every year I figure out what the password is and I tell my spouse, I do all this. And I said, do your children know it? And they all looked at me and they were like, no. I was like, do they even know where you keep this stuff? No. I was like, well, having been the daughter that had to settle the estate, please tell them or make a list or update the list, and they all looked at me, and they're like, oh, yeah. Digital is great for you. It's not great for your, for your family members. It's so much easier to just grab a binder, a financial binder, and now you can act as power of attorney like you have everything at your fingertips. It's amazing. But it's being a proactive versus a reactive person, and we are so busy living in our reactive lives that we just... It's hard for us to conceptualize that there's going to be a time in the future where we're not living reactively, where our house is not speaking back to us, where we actually have time to think about what we're uniquely created to do and pour into that in our 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. And you will if you're organized, but you won't if you're not. Sure, there are going to be a couple of exceptions where you're like, well, you don't know me because I'm going to stay disorganized and I'm doing it. There's no way you're still listening to this podcast if that's you, first of all. But you may have friends or family members like that. I could just tell you the internal stress it causes, I don't, I don't need it anymore. I don't want it anymore. I don't like that kind of stress. I used to thrive on it. I used to thrive on that kind of stress. And now I'm like, I don't ever want it again. I would much rather be more calm and in control and do less and be more organized than be running on that anxiety and stress that I used to run on. So where do we go from this? Where do we go from here? The first thing I want to say is I'm not normal. And if you follow what I'm doing, you're not going to be normal either. Because normal is 87% of Americans believe organization is a le learnable skill. And yet only 15 to 20% of those people are living that life. I want to know something is possible, and then I want to do what it takes to achieve that thing. I want to be the person who's saying, yeah, I, I'm organizing these areas, and I'm working on this one next. It is okay. It is okay to want to grow and have a life full of opportunities and time freedom that organization will give you. It is okay for me to want to get a PhD and the things it will give me, even though it's not going to be for my job. or it's not like It's okay to just want these things because we want these things. And let's be clear, I stink at getting a PhD and you may stink at getting organized right now. And that's still okay. We can keep going. So what do you do when you get stuck? When you want to quit? What do you do? Number one, you need to go to class. So when you go to class for getting organized, it's like this. It's like listening to the podcast. Oh yeah, that's right. That's a good idea. I want to keep going. It makes you feel like you are, we are doing this together. You and I are doing this together. If you need even more than that, get in the community, get in the app, go to the co-working time, go to, you know, post your questions in there. Everybody is so helpful. Go to the planning dates, like get in the things where you are with people who are like-minded with you, making that same transformation. Go, oh yeah, okay, I can do this. 
And then when you really need help, when you need one-to-one help, that's why we have a certification program. That's why we started the certification before we physically manufactured the Sunday basket. I knew you'd get stuck. Everyone's going to get stuck. Give one session with a certified organizer. Join somebody's co-working time that's smaller where you're going to get that individual attention. But I'm not going to quit getting my PhD, and I'm not going to let you quit getting organized either. Push through the resistance because on the other side is the organized life and the unlocked time freedom that you're looking for.